Welcome to episode 47 of Enhancing the Human Experience. This episode is sponsored by The Alchemy of Despair, 17 Practical Ways to Transform Sadness and Suffering into Happiness and Joy. You know, let's be honest, the human experience is it can be a roller coaster, can't it? Sometimes highs, sometimes lows. But what we know is that you can't attract great experiences into your life if you don't feel good. You know, feeling is our point of attraction. This is the, the message that Abraham Hicks talks about, uh, the message that Neville Goddard talks about. Everyone says that feeling really is the secret. How you feel in the present moment right now is, is actually paving a path to the experiences and circumstances that are going to come to you. It's super vital to feel good right now for no reason, right? For, for only the reason that you want great experiences. Well, that's what this book is all about. 17 practical ways to actually do that, right? To pull yourself out of the dumps, so to speak, and cut that downward spiral that we find ourselves in from time to time and start turning back toward our true nature, our, our joyous nature, our, our happy nature. And when we do that, we will naturally start to attract better experiences into our lives. So that book is available in Amazon and coming soon in paperback. Uh, go check it out. All right, so let's get into the show here. Let, let me give you the uh, backstory on uh, Shannon Hernandez, aka the Shan Man, and why I wanted to interview him for the podcast. So I first discovered him a while back, and and he through some videos that he does through his business that he does on YouTube and his website, which is coaching. Uh, entrepreneurs and business people on how to make awesome podcasts so they can share their message with their clients and get a reaction, you know, get them to follow them and, and listen to them. And so I found his stuff on YouTube, super helpful, super genuine, like really cares and also duh, really knows his stuff. I mean, he is a 17-year radio veteran, 16 of those years with Arizona Rock Station, KUPD 98. And of course, he does a lot of sound stuff. He does uh, all these uh, podcast information and sound information and speaking, and he knows his stuff. He's super helpful. And I'm going to put links to his YouTube and social media and also his podcast. We'll talk about that in a moment on the blog post at gmarkphillips.com. Go check him out. I mean, this guy, he's been on my short list of people to interview for quite some time, and he's doing a lot of amazing things. We'll talk about that in the podcast. But he's interviewed some amazing people on his own podcast, which is titled Be the Experience. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to reach out to him is because he has some interesting stuff going on here. And he talks about that in the interview. So this interview, I really enjoyed it. And, and I think you're going to as well. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. Okay, so Shannon, so I, I introduced who you were and kind of told my audience uh, about you and how I came to find you on the internet, but I'm really curious <laughs> to hear your, I guess, history and story up until this point. Um, yeah, man, gosh, where should I start? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess from the mo moment when, I guess, let's just say, I guess, starting from radio, and that's really where I guess I have... Uh, you know, jumped into the podcasting space because this is a, a real big hot topic in in the radio world right now, radio industry, because people are trying to figure out how podcasting is uh, going to fit into their business model. And so, um, you know, 15 years ago, well, more than 15 years ago, about 18 years ago, I had made this decision that I was going to get in radio. I'd always been wanted to be in radio since junior high school. And um, there's a radio station here in the Phoenix, Arizona area that um, has always been huge in the current station that I work for. And that was the dream. That was like, oh, I got to work for, for 98 KUPD. That's what I've got to do. And when I was in college, I remember I was working at a sorority hall as a front desk assistant. And I just decided I needed to make the jump. I needed to pull the trigger and try to get in on radio and see if I could get on at KUPD. And um, I ended up applying to the... Uh, the sister station for the for KUPD and I got hired on there. Uh, I was there for about a year and then uh, I got fired in um, the way radio knows how to do it. And uh, I was discouraged. I got 
down on myself. And, uh, but I didn't let that keep me from uh, continuing on and continuing to move forward. And I applied to KUPD and I remember it was a rainy day. I had, I had just gotten back from another interview at a country radio station and um, the interview went terribly. Uh, I came home, I cried uh, because I thought, you know, this is my last chance of ever being in radio. I'm probably never going to get in uh, at KUPD ever again (laughs) or ever at all. And so I remember lying on my bed and um, I got a call uh, from my promotions or our promotions director at back then. And, um, I had applied for a promotions position and an on-air position at the same time. And the promotions director said, uh, we want to bring you on, but you're going to be working for the sports station. That's the sister station. And you know, that's how you're going to help. And I said, well, is there any way that I will be able to help for KUPD? He's like, yeah, we'll figure out how to get you to help for KUPD. Hung up with him. And then about, I would say like four hours later, I got a call from my program director back then. He hired me on and uh, he said, we need you to do weekends. And the two didn't even know that they had both hired me. Oh, I had just gotten hired. In different departments? or different- <clears throat> it, Yeah, it was in different departments. Okay. So it was a twist of fate. Um, and I think that was uh, universal intelligence telling me that uh, I, I belonged at KUPD. Now, fast forward uh, 18 years later, um, I started making YouTube videos uh, up and, you know, I started about six months ago on YouTube and they were all designed to help podcasters get their podcast up and running um, with a specific intention to um, turn your podcast from something that is, um, you know, a hobby into uh, a thriving business. And I believe that you can do something like a podcast that is a thriving business. So I started putting out videos uh, and this, and this is how you came across me on on YouTube. Super helpful, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, no, not a problem. Uh, that That's the whole point is that is to make it helpful for the common podcaster to, um, you know, to, to launch their podcast. And one thing that I have, I have learned in this process, because uh, well, let me back up real quick. Starting this process uh, has been very cathartic, been very humbling for me. Um, basically, what I'm doing is I'm starting. Uh, I'm on, I'm starting an online business and, you know, here I am at 40, 41 and, uh, you know, who starts a business all <laughs> over from scratch at 41, you know, and you can get discouraged at times. And, um, you know, I have been to conferences, I have been coached, I have taken classes, I have done everything in my power to understand how to start a business online. And one day I just said, you know what? I'm going to commit to putting a video out every week with helpful tips to podcasters with the intention knowing later on down the line that I'm going to run out of things that talk about with podcasting, I think. I don't know yet, but it's going to happen, I think. Um, And what I have learned now, if we were to fast forward, is I've learned that people have zero confidence in themselves when it comes to launching a podcast because they hate how their voice sounds. They they don't feel they have the confidence to get in front of the microphone. Um, they feel they sound too nasally or they have a Southern drawl. They have all these, these insecurities about themselves. And what they don't realize is that their insecurities are the most charming part about them. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so really... It was, you know, teaching people how to be more confident is something that is a part of podcasting. We can get the technical parts down uh, completely. We can, we can, we can look up YouTube videos. We can download guides. We can buy podcasting for dummies. We can do a number of of take a number of actions to become a podcaster. But when it comes down to it, no one's really teaching the confidence part. And um, there are coaches out there that teach business owners, how to have more confidence. But this is kind of a universal thing. Um, You know, what did it take to pull the trigger to start the podcast? Well, really, it was just about being in your own way. So that's kind of the path where that I've taken from 18 years ago, all the way up until now. And in between there, there's been a lot of uh, personal development that I have had to go through, starting with, you know, exercise, starting with uh, nutrition and, uh, I've been told in the past by people who have gone down the same path that I'm going down right now is that those were the key elements for the success of who 
they became and who they are now. Oh, like those fundamentals. And I figured those, yeah, those fundamental teachings of, of uh, you know, nutrition, diet, exercise, and then personal development over the course of time. And so I really took it upon myself within the past two years to really focus on myself um, and, and learning to uh, really give more to myself and, and take care of myself because uh, you can't pour from an empty cup if you're willing to give um, back into the community, such as what I have done with uh, my podcast or with my YouTube channel. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people, I think your story is similar to what a lot of people are finding. They kind of had to like uh, tear down and rebuild, you know, quote unquote, the right way to do their work in the world, like you just mentioned. Right. It, it, it's a matter of, I, I think what happens to people is that they see the glitz and the glamour of things like entrepreneurship, the idea of entrepreneurship or starting some starting something. It doesn't have to be entrepreneurship, but ultimately at the end of the day, if you're starting something that you want to, where you want to make a difference, you're, you've got an entrepreneurial spirit. And when you see guys like Gary Vaynerchuk online, you see all these these online marketers. You don't have to be an online marketer. Maybe it's maybe it's a radio host. Maybe it's a an athlete. What most people don't understand is that those people who became successful worked at it day in and day out without fail. They woke up thinking about it. They they got out of bed. They started forming these, these daily habits. And this is something that I'm really big on when it comes to coaching uh, podcasters is that what you're creating as far as podcasts are concerned are are all based around personal habits. It's not necessarily the idea of podcasting. These are personal habits, good habits that that will affect your podcasting. And I believe that you have to tear yourself down. You you can see the glitz and the glamour, like I said, but what ends up happening is that you're going to try and you're 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 going to realize that you haven't put in the work that that comes with creating something and building something from your soul. And if you don't build that, uh, you'd have zero appreciation. If you don't realize that you've spent the money on all these services, that you've spent the time going to the gym, that you spent the time savoring a meal, basically just living life. If you haven't done those things, how can you expect to find, I, I shouldn't say success because uh, success is an ongoing thing to me. It, it, you're, it's always going. So I have more failures than success. And to me, failing is success. So yeah, it's. A, I mean, that's a very common thing that you're going to hear from a lot of people. But there's so much truth in it because you find, you, you discover parts of yourself that you didn't realize had even existed. You're, un, you're, you're unearthing the true nature of who yeah, you are. Yeah, but I and I think a lot of people when, give lip service to that. Yo, you're gonna you're gonna fail. But I think I, you know myself included, we dismiss it and say, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just get on to the the big success, right? Right. It, it's just they want to go from from zero to a hundred, real not realizing that um, in order to get to zero from zero to a hundred that you actually have to start out slow, and it just didn't happen from zero to a hundred. There's a there's a million people out there in the online space as entrepreneurs who say, you know, uh, you know, lose 10 pounds or lose 20 pounds in three days or, you know, that just doesn't exist unless you're starving yourself. These are just uncommon, you know, tales of people saying that you can lose 20 pounds in, in four days. Um, yeah, if you, yeah, if you cleanse yourself and you're like probably not eating, that's probably something that, uh, you're going to, that's going to happen. You're going to lose that amount of weight. But what a lot of these business owners and marketers and athletes and coaches and health coaches, what they're not saying, and, and I believe it's a poor practice, is that you can lose or you can gain something, but there's going to be a sacrifice and you're going to have to tear back down because just like a car, just like growing up, just like drinking a glass of water, you have to start slow in order to consume or to experience what you are set out to do. 
um, you know, the car, the car metaphor is, is something that I try to explain to people every time is that, uh, you know, you can't go from zero to a hundred without having to step on the gas because even when you step on the gas and go to a hundred, the car still has to rev up to 30 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour, 50 miles an hour. And it starts out slow until it gets, it builds momentum and it reaches a hundred miles an hour. So to tell that to someone, to, to explain that to someone and say, look, you're not going to be at a hundred right away. And if you are, it's going to crash because you haven't done the steps. So, so you find yourself being, um, doing a lot more personal development coaching when you're coaching your podcast clients. Is that, would that, that a fair statement? Yeah, it's it, because if they don't have themselves in check, how can I expect them to get onto the, on the podcast and start divulging or, or dishing out advice that they don't even practice? It's just not fair. It's not fair to the Sure, listener. yeah. Yeah, I, I really like that. So that, that that's really interesting insight. So you, this, your, your podcasting business where you help uh, podcasters be more successful, how many, how long have you been doing that? You know, honestly, Mark, I've been on and off helping people for probably five years. Um, it, it wasn't until this year that I started to take it seriously. Actually, I was, if you could say fiscal year starting back in June of 2017, uh, that's when I started taking it seriously. Um, and if you just were to take it back even further than that, um, you know, I couldn't say how can I teach people how to podcast if I didn't have a podcast of my own. And so I took it upon myself last January to say, okay, I'm going to really think through this process and build a podcast that for me works for me. It's not something that has to do deal with something that's weekly. It doesn't have to deal with something that is done daily. It is something that is done for me. And I know that with my schedule and who I help, that a seasonal podcast works more for me because I believe that if the content is rich enough, people go back and they listen to it. And um, it's something that I have done over the course of the last couple of years when it comes to uh, watching YouTube videos that are motivational or listening to audiobooks that are motivational. I go back and I listen to them and I try to consume and absorb what they meant by whatever they were talking about at that moment. Yeah, well, I, I think that's a common theme. I know for myself, that's the same thing. You know, you can listen to uh, a guru or an expert say something one one year and listen to it a year later and get a different level of understanding. Yeah, and I think that is that is what is most important when it comes down to developing yourself because you can listen to the expert or the guru or whoever it may be, someone who's wildly successful and has found success in that, um, and it takes on a whole new meaning from day one when you listen and you say, wow, that's inspiring versus day 233 when you listen to the same thing and something, all of, you know, all, all of a sudden it just, you know, it just clicks. You're just like, wow, I didn't understand that. Uh, you know, for me, uh, my favorite to listen to, my favorites to listen to are Les Brown and Jim Rohn. Um, you know, Jim Rohn, Jim Rohn, uh, coaching, uh, Tony Robbins and then Tony Robbins, of course, affecting, you know, equally as many millions of people out there who are looking to live this enriched life. And, um, there's so much wisdom in all of those teachings that you can take pieces of it and work that into your life and work on that part of your life until you can, I wouldn't say perfect it, but have it down to where you know yourself the best. And then work on the next part of your life. Yeah. So, so would you say that listening to those folks, the, the Robins and the Les Browns, has that been a common theme throughout your life? Or was there a point when you kind of dug deep and, and went to those guys and started devouring their information? Uh, you know, I've never been like that person ever. Uh, in fact, I was a wildly cynical person when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, you know, and I guess there's still, I guess everyone has a, a bit of cynicism in their, in their life. Um, I still experience it every now and again, but I think what is important is that when I become cynical, I catch myself. And I think the awareness and the self-awareness of being cynical is something that is different. It's different than who I was before, because before if I was cynical, I was just being cynical. I wasn't catching myself. I wasn't saying, uh, you know, so I think that's just a natural part of being a human is that you, you can be cynical and you can be, uh, you can deconstruct, you know, thoughts and you can be, you can judge other people. And I think that's just a part of being human, but being able to catch that 
and being able to say, oh, you know, how can I judge or how can I judge anyone because I'm not even doing that. And so I, I can't, I can't honestly sit there and say someone, you know, I can't judge someone without saying, well, you know, I mean, they're doing it, but you know, I can't say that I can do any better because I'm not doing it. You know, you have, you have to put things in perspective. And so not focusing on what other people are doing, I think is a big key for me. Um, is yeah, you you have to focus on your own game because at the end of the day, when you look at your life and you look at your h- how you live every day, are you are you scrambling around to get twenty dollars to patch a hole in your tire because you don't want to go out and hustle and get the job, or are you someone who can sit there and say like, hey man, I took a calculated risk <laughs> and I spent my last $20 that helped invest back into something that I was looking to do. So being aware and conscious of your decisions was that, that to me was the biggest factor. And I think that was all rooted in um, diet and, and, and exercise uh, because I believe those uh, are the gateway drug. That's the gateway drug to finding discipline every day and developing yourself every day to having a better life with within yourself to having a better uh, family life whether you have a wife and children leading a better uh, life with your friends and knowing when your time is valuable or how, how knowing how your time is valuable and and how you're utilizing your time and giving it to other people something that I just started implementing in the past I would say month well, I wouldn't say a month or two, but it's something that has been happening for, I would say, like maybe the last five months. I would schedule up meetings with these people who wanted to pick my brain and we would schedule something out. And then, of course, there was always this magical emergency that happened. Oh, on their end or and just on, on, on their okay. end? Because me, I'm committed. I can I'm tell. committed. To, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm committed to what I'm doing. If I say if I don't really want to go to a meeting, I'll still go to the meeting if I don't want to go to the meeting. But I started I started implementing um, you know, hey, if you want to pick my brain, now it's going to cost you because that takes time. You yeah, know? time is money. It's our most valuable resource. Good good point. Right. So I've started to implement prices on time you want to pick with, you know, if you want to pick my brain, there is no, you can't write a check when we sit there and hope that you're there. You pay for the time immediately and then I will be there. If I can't make it, you get a refund. But other than that, I will be there because I commit to just about everything. Sure. And so you've kind of found that you've had to implement that because a lot of other people aren't committing at your level. No. So that's exact. That's a good point that you make. I'm at a different level than they are. Yeah. They may be making more money than I am. And I really don't care if they make more money than I am. Like I said before, this game is about you. It's not about focusing on other people. It's about you. It's about whether you can pay your bills and I shouldn't say it like that, like whether you pay your bills, but you're focusing on the success of your life. You're focusing on the moment of your life. Can I get new furniture for my house? Should I buy a new desk? Should I take my children to uh, Disneyland for a, a holiday uh, excursion? Uh, these are, you know, you're playing the game for your life, not for everyone else. Yeah. And I, well, I think, I think that's interesting, especially since you brought up, you know, the Gary Vaynerchuks and the people that are, that we all see. Uh, I've found that in my own experience too, like you mentioned that y- your real success is going to be when you tune that out to a high degree and focus on, you know, doing you and being you. Yeah. It's so funny because, you know, we, you hear, you hear, uh, you just got to do you, but I don't think people understand the do you yeah, methodology don't really I, I think part of the reason they don't understand it is because you know no one knows you know most people don't know themselves they're so oriented out out there they're like who who the heck am i right <laughs> yeah I, people are just so plugged in it's like the matrix they're just plugged into something every day without understanding or knowing or being open to knowing that the world around them is is far more rich than what they ever imagined uh you know if you go on my instagram i know you and i are our instagram uh, friends. But if you go on my Instagram, anyone can look at my Instagram. I don't care. I don't hide anything. Um, and, and you see that I I try to make time to get out into nature and to breathe the air and to soak in 
what is around me because there's this thought process that that it's not it's not morbid by any means, but I just think of it as like, look, I'm I'm 41 years old. I live 40 years on this life. And to me, I think about it and I go, God, it went by so fast. And what are the next 40 years of my life going to be? Are they going to be spent in front of the TV, in front of YouTube, Hulu, Netflix? What What is it going to be? Am I just going to be living life on automatic or am I going to live with purpose or intention? Am I going to live on purpose? And that was a defining moment when, uh, well, I guess the the catalyst for me was when I was overweight, I was unhealthy. Um, and it's oddly enough because I, I saw a video yesterday from uh, the YouTube account Life Noggin and it talked about uh, what would happen to your body if you didn't eat fruits or vegetables. Oh, really? And that was me. <laughs> Scary. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, and that was... <laughs> Yeah. And and all the things that they talked about in that video was exactly what was happening to me. Um, My body started falling apart and I was sick all of the time. And once I started to accept the idea of like eating something as simple as vegetables and being open to the idea that this will help my body, this will help me. That's when other areas of my life started opening up and my mind started opening up. And I started becoming more open to receiving the good versus receiving the bad. So whatever habit you have every day could be, I get home from work and then I turn the TV on and then I sit there with a glass of wine until 10 o'clock at night and I'm, you know, I'm buzzed. Well, then that's your habit. Yeah. That's your habit. And and what you will receive later down the line is exactly what you're putting into it. So it's really kind of like what, you know, I've said it for years and then it wasn't, it wasn't until I listened to Jim Rohn that it was confirmed to me. I used to always say, you know, you, 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 you reap what you harvest, basically. And I used to tell that to, um, you know, coworkers or anyone in the radio industry that, you know, if you want to build an audience that is into you, what you're putting out there into that audience is what you're going to get back. So if you're if you're a complete arrogant jerk on the radio, that's the type of people that you're going to get back at you. But if you're genuine and you're you, those are the type of people that are going to gravitate toward you. So all these things that I talk about, I know it seems kind of like I'm bouncing off the walls with different topics, but really when it comes down to it, it always comes back to the one key element of like just doing it for myself because I, I'd rather just do it for myself and become and, and know that success doesn't have a number success doesn't have a status success is really more about what i find successful if i make you know ten thousand dollars this year i'm successful if i if i got hired on at a, a, a satellite radio station i may be successful that may be success for me or maybe for me success is raising three children that is success. So success is different for everyone. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's a very good point. And I'm glad you said that, you know, it, it does seem like that, like you mentioned, you know, when we're so plugged in and tuned in and watching everyone else and we don't turn within and see what, what we want to do and what we want to offer to the world and what we can provide, we lose out, you know, we leave all that on the, on the table. And that's where the, I think the real gold mine is. So I, I love the fact that you're doing that is like, you know, bringing yourself and being letting ex- yourself be expressed through your podcast and your work. Uh, I think that's where all the value for any of us lies. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw something on Instagram or it could have been Instagram or Facebook the other day. And it just talked about how, you know, typically when it comes down to like business owners, small business owners, they're trying to make this impact with their product, you know, or, uh, you know, or, or their service. And, they're not being true to themselves. And the the saying was something like, it says something along the lines of like, uh, I, I, I'm paraphrasing here, but basically, you know, solve the problem that people are experiencing. Oh, yeah. You know, Maybe Seth Godin, solve- he talks about that a lot. Yeah, it was probably a Seth Godin quote, I'm pretty sure, you know, and it was probably paraphrased equally, you know, but I've heard Seth talk about that, but you're just solving problems throughout the day because how many times do you come up and someone says, oh, I'd love to do that. How, how do you do that? Well, those are the perfect, those are the people who you stay away from. Like, how do you do that? Oh, well, you got sure. And that's when I say, well, you're going to have to book time with <laughs> right, them. Right. You can't just give them a little <laughs> download and have them be up to speed, right? Right. And typically, you know, you'll know, I mean, I don't know 
you know, I, I'm sure that your audience is filled with people who are looking to step their game up one step at a time and, and jump into the entrepreneurial space or some type of venture sure. that they're looking to do. But at the end of the day, when, you know, you'll know the people who are serious versus the people who are just like, oh, I'm kind of half invested. A great example of this uh, has been uh, a, a coworker of mine and he wants to start a podcast and you know, he, he's opted in and gotten my checklists and all that. And, um, he has purchased, you know, other checklists and he's purchased photo courses and, and, and he's like, Hey, I will pay you for time. Well, I don't know if he said that, but sure. he's, you know, he's like, I, I, I want to, I want, I'm serious. I'm very serious about learning from you. And you can separate out those people who are serious versus the ones who aren't serious. And the ones who are serious are the ones who will take it to the next level and discover themselves because you'll see them shedding, shedding that skin and, and, and growing into someone new. Right. And I, I'm sure you found this in your own experience. You know, it seems like the, you know, the ones that are, are uh, going to be receptive to what you're teaching and actually do the stuff are the ones that that do their homework and do the stuff when you're not with them right right yeah it's 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 interesting because you know i get hit up at least two or three times a week now that i've since i've been putting out youtube videos and i was hit up uh just recently by someone who wanted me to mentor them and as much as i would love to mentor them and sit there and 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 talk with them um on a daily basis i just i personally just don't really have the time and it doesn't mean that i won't make the time but part of that is also intentional because i want to see really how serious they are i want to see how far they are they going to take it are they willing to continue to bug me <laughs> and i'm not saying go out and bug me but how serious are you are you being are you being genuine in your request for me to mentor you uh, you know, if you show me that you have genuine interest, if you show me that you've taken the steps, uh, if you show me that you have done it yourself, but you're missing that one key piece, you know, I'll probably help you out. Well, yeah, and that's what I hear, you know, f f from people who have gotten mentorships from big name people, they, you know, eventually the people see how invested they are. Because I think that's kind of what you're saying is you don't want to invest your time in something that isn't going to be, you know, benefit them or you. Right. Uh, I've, I've given myself enough, I think, at this point in my life. I've given myself enough. I've given enough free information. And what I've learned when I've given free information to people, whether I be at a conference, whether I be out at a concert, whether I be uh, at a coffee shop, when I give free information, it's in one year and out the other. I agree. Every time. Yeah, they don't value it. People don't value free, do they? No, they don't value free. So I can give you something for free on my website, but I can guarantee you that if you want the good stuff, you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. That's just how it's going to be. Absolutely. So, so let's talk about that. So you, you, you coaching uh, podcast players, and also I see that you're producing or doing the sound audio on a couple of podcasts. Talk about what services you offer to podcasters and who your ideal, uh, ideal client is. Right. So the ideal client is going to be um, a business owner, really. It's a business owner because they're serious about the development of their podcast, knowing that a podcast is an ongoing venture uh, that can either A, generate leads for themselves, but it's not just a lead generator. It is genuinely giving their information out to the public, helping their core audience, their 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 target market, the business, that's the business owner that I'm looking, I'm looking for that business owner. Now, if you're a hobbyist, great, but maybe you're a hobbyist who is, has aspirations to turn it into a, a business. Yeah. I may look, but I'm not going to bite right away because I need to see that you are taking steps Okay. to, to doing this. You know, you're, you're taking steps to grow it into something else. So, to answer this, the other part of your question. So that's the person I'm looking for. The sound design and the structure of the podcast and helping podcasters um, uh, know that podcasting just isn't, uh, uh, it isn't this medium where you just go and you talk. Like it's one hour and it goes away. Um, to me, I believe that when you go into a Best Buy or you go into a, uh, a, a market you know, a, a grocery store, you go into anywhere. People, how many times can you tell me, are you being upsold to get something or to donate to something? 
yeah. that is something that I believe is just part of, it's just part of the marketplace that we are in. We're being upsold on everything. So I teach podcasters that your podcast just isn't, isn't a podcast, but it is also a business driving machine. It's not only B2B, but it's also B2C. These work both ways. So not, so in, in, for an example of, of B2B, if you are a podcaster, you have this opportunity to monetize a podcast. And when you hear monetization all over the place with, with other podcasters, you've, you've probably heard it maybe with Pat Flynn, uh, you know, John Lee Dumas, all these guys. And they talk about this monetization model that they are using. Yeah. And that's what works for them. It truly does. That's what works for them. When I was out at Podcast Movement back in August of 2017, I ran into uh, an old radio colleague of mine um, who works on the Tom Likas show. I don't know if anyone, I, if your audience yeah, is familiar yeah. with Tom Likas. Yeah. And Tom, Tom was a, he was big uh, in the radio space for many years. Um, Howard Stern used to say that he was, you know, hawking, um, you know, his content and using, you know, using it for Tom's show and all this is anyway. So Tom was let go from radio um, for a certain amount of years, he was on contract. And while he was doing that, he decided to build an online uh, platform for himself where he could still broadcast. In the beginning, it started out, it, of course, you know, you're going to take losses, I'm sure, when it comes down to that. But as I was able to sit down with Tom, my buddy got me, got me to sit down with Tom and I asked Tom, hey, you know, what is this model that you're using? He's like, I'm doing it basically just like radio. He goes, I monetize my, my podcast or, or my online show just like radio. Hmm. There is no secret behind this. If your audience is invested in you and they are invested in what you provide to them, you're going to be able to monetize your podcast, whether that be through ads, whether that be through experience packages, whether that be through product. You know, Monetization just doesn't mean like, I'm going to make money off the podcast through ads. It's There's a whole circle of things that you can do to monetize your podcast because you're driving traffic to different areas where you want people to buy your buy your product services or or otherwise. So, so, so you help you help your clients kind of expand their mind and expand what what's potentially possible. Sounds like exactly, exactly. So when you think about it, and you think about Facebook ads, and you think about seeing Facebook ads up onto your in the feed, well, you're paying, you know, pennies on the dollar for a video ad and you're paying maybe a dollar for, you know, a still ad or a link or anything like that. Uh, same, same concept with radio or with podcasting. You can do the same thing. There's been this discussion about whether or not ads work or don't work in the space. And I just did a, a video on, um, on my YouTube channel that talks about that, whether or not you should, you know, whether or not this is an effective model. And the research that has come back from, I believe, Nielsen Ratings is saying that, uh, you know, play ad placement in your podcast, um, it, it, it really doesn't affect a listener because it, it exposes them or it makes them aware of a brand that your podcast really believes in. You're just not going out and getting any support or any type of sponsor. You as the podcaster are getting someone who is um, that is a product that you believe in. So let's say you are a big believer uh, in FreshBooks. I'm not a personal personally. I'm not a FreshBooks person, but let's say you are into FreshBooks, and that is someone you have reached out to, and you said, "I I want to promote your podcast or promote your product, um, you know, with affiliate links and whatever, or maybe we we work out a deal where um, you pay a certain amount of money." per month, you know, and let's just say, let's go really, really low, just to give you an example. Let's say it's like, hey, $5 a podcast, you get placement in a certain area on my podcast, whether it be through an endorsement, whether it be through a recorded ad, whether it be the pre-roll, however, and I'll give you a value add on my website, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you can do that for uh, local businesses as well. So it seems as though podcasters aren't looking to these types of, of monetization, there are a few of them that are out there that are really good that have been in the marketing game and that have played in the radio space before, but not everyone's doing that. Not all podcasters are doing that. And it's just a matter of educating these podcasters on that model to get them set up for monetization. There's a, there's a guide on my site that talks all about this. It's complete. You know, I talk mostly about how that story with Tom Likas and how he told me how he monetizes his podcast. And I was going to ask you, and so obviously I'm, I'm assuming that that works very well for him, his, his plan and his model. 
Yes, it works. Be, and it works for him because he already had an audience. Now, I know the question is being asked probably by your audience right now is that, well, what if I don't have an audience? Then you got to start thinking about, well, what is it that you offer and how can you give back to the world? Because he came from traditional radio where he based his show on the comedy humor. Um, you know, you could say, you know, I know he was big in the pickup scene, wasn't he? Wasn't he kind of, uh, uh, yeah, I guess a, pl- a player, for lack of a better word. Yeah, just a player. I mean, he was, you know, basically just kind of like a Howard Stern, right? Yeah, I mean, like a Howard Stern. But when you really d- dig deep down about Lycus, is that when you tuned into his show, he was harvesting individuals. I mean, for lack of a better term, but he was harvesting individuals on how to get laid. <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah, he was he was teaching kind of a little bit of personal development, a little bit of game pickup, getting laid, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, that's what that's what he offered to his audience. So he was teaching them how to play the game. Yeah, and so that's what his audience found value in. So even though it seemed funny and he joked around and he played put all these little elements into his his radio program, he brought that over into online. It still worked because he was so still, still offering. He's still doing online out of Burbank, yeah. Okay. So he had a little hiatus from his radio days, little hiatus, and he launched his online career, and, and, he, and it's he's he's going going to town on it, sounds like. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think it's any secret uh, with his audience, but when I had talked with him when I was in Burbank last year, he had said that last year, um, you know, he netted, I believe, something like a million dollars just off of his program. And that was based off of all the elements that he had created that he has built for himself. So again, when you come back to, hey, the average podcaster, how do I even get to that level? I don't, I don't even have an audience yet. Those are the elements where you have to ask yourself, what am I offering to the audience? What am I giving to my audience? And I, am I being genuine with my audience? So if you're a player like Tom and you want to offer Hey, I want to keep my money and I want to play girls all day long. And I want, you know, not that he's completely like that, but, you know, generalistically, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get someone who is saving their money, but knows how to play the game with women and knows how to uh, live life this way. But let's take it to the other extreme. Maybe it has to deal with something that's more holistic um, or maybe that's something that's a little more, uh, you know, maybe maybe we're talking more about a, a podcast that's that's you know, like about religion, what are you still offering to your audience? What can you give to your audience that talks about religion? Same thing could be said for uh, uh, politics. Same thing could be said for health. Same thing could be any niche that you want to pick. You have to figure out what is it that you're giving to them that they can take away and find value in so that they can come back and say, he gives a lot of great value out of his podcast you know, that that's something that you could take to an advertiser and say, look, these are how many ad downloads I'm getting because these people listen to what I have to say. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's a good point to you bring that up. I, I know in my own experience, you know, um, one, you know, I, I love talking about personal development and spiritual development. And so I built a, a, a kind of a passion business around that. But eventually, and, and this is something that's kind of always unfolding on my own journey, it, it comes back to, um, you know, how can I be more valuable to more people more often? And, and it, you really, I find that I focus more on them and their needs is on me and sharing my passion. Is, is that what you found in your journey? Or Yeah, I think that's the common theme that you'll hear. Uh, from most people is that once you have focused on that one thing, you focus on that one thing that you're real passionate about and you continue to just hammer away at it every day and you're just hammering and, 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 and you're, you're, you're working it out to the point to where that's what you're known for. That's who people are going to come to. They're going to come to you because you know the most about it. So if you're big into Los Angeles Lakers basketball and that's all you can think about, and that's all you know, and you know every stat, and you know every player, and you know every retired player, and you know every number, and you know, like people will just be like, "Oh, that dude's the Laker guy." <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm continually blown away by these you know niche businesses that are just blowing up and being super successful. Off, I saw one the other day on uh, related to Printful, and uh, someone has started a poster and shirt business by putting the 
graphic representation of these amazing plays in football, basketball, whatever, on the t-shirts and posters and just blowing up. You know, it's it's so cool to see people, you know, taking something that they love and making a, a viable business out of it. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, all it takes, Mark, is just it just takes that step. And that step is just deciding, deciding whether you want to get off the couch from Netflix and watching Game of Thrones to going into your your office, sitting down, opening up your laptop and taking that first step to researching and deciding that you want to make something that's going to affect the world. That's it. I agree. Yeah, I I totally agree. And, you know, uh, yeah, I, I bring up Seth Godin again, because he's one of my one of my heroes of late. And he says that he says that exact same thing. He says, Hey, you know, you don't need more time, you don't need more information, you just need to decide. Yeah, it's just like, making the making one decision can change the outcome of your entire life. That's all it is making one decision. And if you are, you know, something that I'm very big on is intention every day. Um, you know, you could say some people could say that I'm religious. Some could be, could say that I'm, you know, spiritual. I consider my, myself more of a spiritual person. I sit and I I give intention to everything that I do every day, even on my lowest days. Um, you know, this past week has been a very low week for me, but I I know that with intention, sitting down and you know with a hot meal in front of me that I made over the stove and and giving thanks to, you could call it God, you can call it, you know, Allah, you can call it the universe, whatever. For me, I, I give thanks to the universe for the new, the nutrients that I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm going to put into my body and the ability to have it make me feel better and, and, and not feel sick and make me feel nourished and, and, and live with vitality throughout the day. And knowing that every step that I take after that meal is going to help me accomplish the goal of helping others down the line so that they can achieve their goals. So it starts at a very granular level when you come down to it. It starts to me with me, it starts in the kitchen and then it works its way up into all the other habits that are that encompass my life. Wow, I really love that. And, and I can tell that like that that is on one hand very fundamental and foundational, but on the other hand, super profound. I can I can imagine that you're sowing and reaping a lot of big benefits from doing those practices. Yeah, those are those are huge practices. They are just habits. They're daily habits. You know, I 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you would have I, I smoked, I drank. I never did, did drugs, <laughs> I, but I smoked and I drank. And uh, you know, and I I was playing around the, the field a lot, you know, um, having unprotected sex, you know, just all these things. And then you look at me now and it's just like no i'm a way different individual i'm the same person i'm the same person ultimately right well but, i imagine being in you know from what i know about being a radio dj it's like uh, at least for looks like a lot of a lot of quote unquote type of partying you're out on live events with with rock bands and stuff i mean did that precipitate some of that behavior or yeah i think it was in my mind back then that uh if rock stardom is high school Radio is junior high. Oh, really? And it just, it was preparing me for like rock stardom, really. Yeah. Um, there may be some radio DJs out there that that disagree with me. But when you look at it, it was like, go out, party, live the life, be the life. But then I started looking at guys like Dave Grohl and he's just like, no, I'm just being me. Sure. You know, I may drink every now and again, but I also have kids. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I read that. I read something about, um, uh, oh, Adam Levine, you know, uh, the other day he said he, you know, lives pretty clean, but occasionally he's going to have a drink and get, you know, get drunk. Yeah. I mean, I don't see a reason why you can't live your life. There's a difference between binging and having a nice, you know, having a beer with a burger every now and again. Like, you know, there's a, there's a difference. There's a wild contrast with that because going out to, to drink just to get drunk, that's an addiction. That's a habit that you've built. And that habit leads to waking up late, which is a habit, which leads to not making your bed, which is a habit, which leads to eating Cheerios or Lucky Charms for <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner, yeah. you know, because these are all the things that I did. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and then, like you say, I mean, once you, get the, once you get the diet off the table and aren't eating the good foods, everything else just falls down, doesn't it? 
Yeah, it just like you, it goes back to the beginning part of the conversation is that you tear yourself down so much in terms of like tear yourself down in the bad parts of yourself. You shed yourself of that skin that you start to discover this brand new individual who really values who they are and values their time and values what they're putting out into the world. And it's the law of sowing or reaping. You reap what you sow. So if you're going to put those things in your life, you're going to receive equally as good things. Absolutely. So true. So true. So tell us about your podcast, your Be The Experience. Right. So Be The Experience was spawned out of the idea, of course, to start the YouTube channel. And I had gone um, to a conference, MC, so that's 2017. So back in 2016, I went to a conference, um, Jeff Walker conference. I don't know if any of your audience members know who Jeff Walker is, but he's the big guy in the launch product launch strategy. Yeah. And at that conference, I had run into uh, Shalene Johnson, who is one of my coaches. And um, I jumped into her marketing impact Academy. And um, a lot of what was already in her Academy was something that I had known. I'd already known a lot about what was going on in Marketing Impact Academy, what it was, um, the, the key difference, the catalyst of it was the decision that I had to make. So I needed to decide on what I was going to create because she wants you to create a product. Okay. And so I hemmed and I hawed for a good six months, tried to figure out a product. I built my first product. It was based off of Facebook Live, how to do a Facebook Live. And this is when Facebook Live is just becoming a big thing. And I thought to myself, there's no way I'm going to be able to keep up with this platform because Facebook's updating Facebook Live every day. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And so I I kept that course and, you know, I had made some sales off of it, but I still needed to decide what it was. So this all comes back to the podcast. So I remember um, I was confused by the end of December of 2016. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was on the verge of quitting completely and just being like, you know, I'll go get a job at T-Mobile. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's that way, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, I'll just go get a job and sell phones. That's all I'll do. <laughs> and I went to, I had a friend of mine who said, Hey, let's go out and let's hike uh, the superstition mountains out here in Phoenix. And I said, okay, yeah, sure. So at this time I had been going out and I had been hiking quite a bit and I had been doing a lot of self-reflecting, meditating on the mountain. And we're, and at that particular time when I went out with her, we were talking about our businesses. And so she owns a business where, um, she is a, a mermaid. She plays a mermaid oh, nice. in the summer and she does parties. Oh, wow. And she was telling about, tell me about her business. And then she's, she was like, she goes, you're so amazing, Shannon. I don't know why you don't just do this on YouTube. Look at this channel that this guy does. This is what he talks about. And she showed me like all these videos, uh, you know, and not to get too in depth or detail, um, but he has videos on there on how to, you know, just about how to do anything really from uh, charming a woman all the way to reading three books in a week. You know, it's just like, it, it's just amazing. Like what this guy was doing. And so I thought to myself, yeah, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. So that was at the end of, or that was at the very beginning of January. And when I got home, I sat down and I thought to myself, okay, I need to start putting this plan in place. And I said, if I'm going to create YouTube videos, I need to have a podcast. That's just what it is. I need to have a podcast. I need to live what it is. Okay. So that's a long story, long answer. So then I said, well, what is it that I am passionate about? And what is something that I keep telling people that they need to do whenever they go out and they do these, they want to live their, their best life and, and they want to live this, this enriched life filled with vitality. And I kept telling them, you know, if you want to be like what the rock stars are doing up on stage, they're creating an experience for you. They're creating that experience to make you live an enriched life. But they're they're equally as enriched because they're creating experiences. They're creating something that they don't have to get asked for anymore. They're just doing it because, you know, you're paying you're paying the the $70 ticket to go see Dave Grohl get up on stage and and run around all over the place. He creates such an amazing experience for him to come down into the crowd and he happens to talk to you. That was probably well worth the $70 ticket. So that's where be the experience was spawned out of. And I thought, well, if I'm doing this on the radio, I need to I need to I, I should start expressing this idea to people. But where did it start? 
Where does it start? And the very first episode of my podcast, um, it, it focuses on you know this conversation that you and I are basically having, it, it, like coming going back down to the fundamentals of if I'm going to do something and I'm going to commit to that thing, I need to focus on my health. And the first guest that I had on with me was a guy named Rob Rivera. Um, he was the drummer of a band called Nonpoint, and I had seen him on Instagram, and we had known each other, and and you know, but we're not not close. I mean, we're very, very we're acquaintances. And I'd seen that he had lost a bunch of weight. And I was like, wow. And he taught, he was talking about it. And typically I've noticed that when people lose a bunch of weight, they do a lot of self-reflection on Instagram and Facebook. (laughs) You got to show it off, right? (laughs) Yeah. And show it off. And I, I, I see, I see that as a good thing because you, you really get a perspective and it's kind of like, that's a journal in time that you get to see back. And so I asked him, I said, Hey man, when you come through Phoenix, can I get an interview with you and talk about how you reversed your diabetes, type two diabetes? And he goes, yeah, sure, man, let's do it. So I made it a point to get get my phone and um, I was using that as my microphone because I wanted it to be as raw and as real as possible to gain that experience that people are getting there. Like they're actually backstage at a show listening to the drums in the background and all the action happening in the background, but also focusing on the parts of life that, hey, if this rock star can sit here and be honest with me and tell me that, it's no longer about eating biscuits and gravy every day and and sucking down beers all day long and and indulging in the lifestyle of rock stardom. But really, how to rock is to drink juice and eat your vegetables and go for a walk every day and to live with intention and to still get up on stage and give an experience. I'll take it, you know. So that's where the premise started, and so. It starts from the very beginning of like, hey, let's focus on our health and nutrition. And I take it all the way back. I take it 12 episodes all the way to the journey that I think we all experience when it comes down to health and nutrition and fixing ourselves is that there are ups and downs and there are ups and downs and there are moments of self-reflection. And there's these interviews I have, like I have an interview with a friend of mine, um, Jason Richardson, who's a certified um, psychologist and clinical psychologist and he talks about these ideas of making decisions and 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 how everything that we say feeds into our our subconscious and when we say everyday things in our lives that feeds into our subconscious and that determines the outcome of our reality and that's why you know I want I wanted to dive into that and I, not only did I want to dive into professionals in their field of say psychology or counseling or whatever, but I also wanted to take it to the other extreme and interview the everyday person. And so like the person that the last interview that I have is with my friend, Stephanie Peets, and she uh, rides motorcycles, she races them. Um, and, and that seems to be the episode that everyone loves because it's such a raw interview from both of us. Um, but in that time you get to hear the story that I'm telling based off of the experience that I was going through at the time, um, especially at that time, I was experience, experiencing serious sciatic pain because I was I was going through and editing this podcast and was wildly cathartic. And by the end of it, um, it was like there was this big release and I had to realize that there are pieces of my life that I have to let go. And it was a big learning experience for me, but someone just the other day came up to me and they listened to that um, that that final episode and they were, he, it was a man. He was like, I almost cried during that interview. He's like, on so many different levels, um, you know, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, but you know, if you go and you listen to it, there's just so many different levels of, of, of emotion that go into that podcast. And that's what you experience when you're going through that, the, on the road to personal development. Wow. And so, okay. So a couple of things. So um, speaking about how we can get your podcast now, it seems like in the past I've, I, I you're on uh, yeah, I know you have your website, but it's tried to get it before. Is it a, do you have to be joined to your community to get your podcast or how can we listen? No, you can actually listen to it online uh, on, on Stitcher, on iTunes. You can listen to it on Google play. Um, there is an ad supported version and then there's the ad free version. Um, I've recently pulled the ad free version down because I'm reworking on that. Uh, but you can still listen to it on iTunes. It's just, it's just loaded with, with ads. That's the okay. only difference. That, that must've been what, what I saw initially. At, um, and I, and I've just clicked away for the moment, but I'm going to go and check it out, especially. So this last episode, 
So are you saying that like during the uh, either the episode or the editing that you think you think you like released some emotional baggage of some degree uh, through your body and through this through your sciatic nerve in a sense? Yeah, I believe that there was part of that. Um, uh, I experienced it a couple of other times. I experienced it when I lost uh, 27 pounds. I experienced it when I was, I, I tested my, my physical limits, um, and endurance, uh, one time when I was, um, exercising on an, on an arc trainer and I was like hustling. And I think I burned something like a thousand calories in like almost wow. less than an hour. <laughs> and, um, you know, and just hustling and hustling. And I had, you know, each one of those moments I came out of it and I, um, I cried and, and, and I found that, that moment was the moment where I said, well, I, I don't have to live with that past anymore. I can create a new, f- new future. And when it came to that podcast, um, there was, I still was living with this idea of expectation romantically with, with how I was putting myself out there with, with women. And there was a woman in my life at the time that I had romantic interest in, and sh- there were mixed signals that I was gaining and that played a significant part in it because that's what you're hearing in that podcast. I tell you exactly in that podcast that I had a recent fallout with someone who I was trying to be romantic with. Uh-huh. And reflect, reflectively, when it came back, I had realized that I was setting, my, setting expectations that were unreal for me um, and not staying true to myself. I was, I was let, I shouldn't say that you shouldn't let your guard down, but I let my guard down too much mm-hmm. and the mixed signals confused me. And so then it was a really good lesson for me to say like, Oh, you know, if someone it's, it goes back to like the business part. If you want to pick my brain, it's going to be a hundred and whatever dollars, $125 an hour sure. to, to meet with me. But if you want to be with me in a romantic relationship, there's a whole different set of rules that have value on top of that. Yeah. So now I've become more choosy and people say like, oh, don't be choosy. I'm like, no, man, I am not settling for someone who's going to disappoint <laughs> me down the line. Well, yeah, so, you value yourself more to, to allow that to happen. Right. It's all about valuing yourself. So that final podcast, you'll hear a lot, a lot of catharsis uh, in the description and in the actual interview itself, especially with Stephanie, because she breaks down in that podcast itself. And there's just so much, there's just so much emotion in that podcast that it, <laughs> I remember when I, I'm going to go check it out. Yeah. Cause I, I think I, I saw the uh, reference to it come through on your Instagram page. And of course I've been to your website a number of times. So definitely go check that out. Yeah, definitely check it out. What about the future for the podcast? What do you have planned for you know moving forward? Where, where are you going to focus? Uh, I think it's going to still go down that line of um, you know personal development, uh, helping people understand from the perspective of a rock star um, that you don't have to party hard in order to be successful. Um, that you know you will experience ups and downs. I have these interviews that I've had. I, you know I want to release a new season, but I realized that I can't release a new season until, you know, I have some clients under my belt that I'm, I'm, I'm working with because if you're just doing a podcast, you're doing a podcast as a hobby and it's just going to cost you money. (laughs) So you got to balance that out. Right. And I totally get that. Yeah. So the, the upcoming season that I want to create really focuses on, uh, focuses on that path that after you shed your skin, the self-discovery, self-discovery of, of where you find your, that comfort, not comfort zone, but where you find that you can fit into the world and add value. I have these great interviews with, uh, uh, her name is Carla Harvey and she used to be a, a Playboy model and she's now in this band called Butcher Babies. And you would think, oh, Playboy model sings in a rock, you know, hard rock band, but, but she's also, yeah. she's also uh, a counselor on the side. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And so there are these there are these these awesome contrasts with some of these people. You know, there's this guy named Jamie Josta. Um, he's in a, a band called Hatebreed, and uh-huh. you know he talks. You know, everything about his music is so aggressive. But when you sit down and you talk with him, he's like, "Oh yeah, man." He's like, "This is all about personal development. This is all about becoming the <laughs> best person and best version of yourself, and you supporting as many people as you want." I mean, these interviews are wildly different from what they you typically hear. Oh, I love that. And then you get to show people the other side of these individuals. 
Yeah. So that's the goal. It's really kind of the goal is to show the other side because behind everything that you see on the front, there's always, there's always a meaning behind it. There's a reason why they're doing it. Yeah. Well, and, and I, and I really love the fact that, you know, the core of your show and the foundation of it is this, you know, giving people an experience because, um, you know, studying the marketing and, and, uh, advertising and stuff like that on my own, I do find that just like you said, these people are performing, they're giving you an experience and they may be very different off stage than they appear to be on stage. Right. I think 90% of what you're doing off stage affects the 10% of what you're doing on stage. That's just not that's just not for musicians. That's for businesses, that's for podcasters. What you do off the air, what you do off the microphone affects directly to what you're doing on the microphone and it it shows. I can tell. I can typically tell when someone hasn't done their homework. <laughs> yeah, totally. I can I can certainly understand that. Well, Shannon, I appreciate you spending some time with me today and sharing what you're doing in your journey. Um and I look forward to catching up with you down the road here and checking out your stuff. No, Mark, I appreciate you having me. This is a lot of fun. I mean, I, I hope I didn't ramble too much. <laughs> no, this is all solid gold. Like I said, you've been on my on my short list of people to reach out to for about five or six months. But like you said, you know, juggling things, uh, getting things in line, getting ready to roll um, takes a little bit of behind the scenes work. So um, I, I appreciate you taking your time to, to share your story. I'd, I love it. Not a problem, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, thank you, Shannon. Well, what'd you think? Did you get some value out of that interview? Hopefully you did. And before I let you go, I just want to share how you can get in touch with Shannon Hernandez and listen to his podcast. So you can find him online at theshanman.com. That's T-H-E-S-H-A-N-M-A-N.com. That's his website. You can also listen to his podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. And it's titled Be the Experience. It's an amazing interview-based podcast and it's seasonal-based. So there's not necessarily a weekly podcast coming out, but it does block by season. So just keep that in mind when you go check it out. Also, you can catch him on YouTube making amazingly helpful videos for entrepreneurs just like you, helping you share your message with the world. And I'll put links to all of those on my website, gmarkphillips.com. All right, that's the show. As always, I really want to thank you for tuning in. I do appreciate it. And until next time, all the best, health, wealth, and success. Bye-bye.